the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. The lines are wide open. If you'd like to call us, if you'd like to join us, you can. It's real easy. 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, we're really good, Bob and I are, at settling uh, disputes between husbands and wives. And it really doesn't have to just be cars. It can be anything to do with married uh you're not giving me a really good look there. <laughs> You're not wanting any part of that thing? Uh, I think I'll go the other direction here. I'd okay. like, like to hear it. <laughs> so so, so it's me and Ellen doing marriage counseling for people so. now? Is that right now? I'd like to live to see another day. Okay. <laughs> All right. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960 if you have a car question. And we're pretty good with doing those kinds of questions with respect to... Uh, you know, what people do and what they don't do. I think what bothers me the most is is that a lot of people just don't believe the manual is a book that they should know anything about. And and when you ask, if you ask someone, when I change my transmission fluid, you're going to get, on the average, if you ask five people, would you agree, Jeremy, that you're going to get five different answers? Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and they're all going to give an answer based on perhaps what their dad did or what they heard about or what they think about or what the garage told them the last time. Right. And and what I'm seeing, Jeremy, is that um, because the car may come in only one time a year, all of a sudden we're doing um, some really fancy looking into the future. Um, lower control arm bushings at 30,000 miles with no tire wear and no vibrations and nothing like that. We're, we're looking at what drives me the crazy, it just drives me crazy is, Leaking, seeping, weeping. When do we uh, spend money on a leaking, seeping, and weeping? You know, or sweating, or sweat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another good one. That's another. Oh yeah. There's, there's. It's clearly. I want to see the oil hit the ground. I, that's what I want to see. I want to see it on the rear bumper. I want to see it underneath the car. If I'm going to do anything, but long before I'm going to do that, um, I'm going to probably put a PCV valve in it, check the breather. And maybe put some fresh oil in it, uh, Bob. Do you remember when? Do you remember any old tricks tricks that we used to use in the '60s and '70s to fix oil leaks? I can tell you the one I did for my wife's car when we first got married. Okay, <laughs> will that work? Okay, yeah. When we first got married, I bought a. Well, I had three things that I needed to do before I got married. I needed to own a home. Okay. I needed a nice car. Her dad said good, this? Huh, no, that was my priorities. Oh, your, I was going to say, these her dad's priorities. already telling you what to do? <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, these are my priorities. Okay. So we, I had a house, and I had a, a nice car. Well, we got married. Well, the car that I had was a 68 GTO. Okay. Nice car. Well, what I found out when I got married was that 
I inherited a 60 Mercury Montclair that smoked like a three alarm fire, burnt more oil than you can shake a stick at. And the way we saved the oil on it is we put a coffee can underneath the drogue drag tube uh-huh. and collect the oil as it would run out of the engine, and I'd pour it back into the engine. Well, I ended up driving that car. My wife got the GTO. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was part of it, but it worked now, out. Is it the first wife got the GTO or the second <laughs> wife got the GTO? I, I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, the first and only. Hey, okay. wait a minute. I didn't use much gas, so. No, that's true. <laughs> We're not talking about gas, Alan. Oh, okay? I know. I used quiet. more oil when I went to the gas station. I used more oil than gas. But gas was 32 cents a gallon. So, you know. uh, Alan, we're not talking about gas. We're not taking to that, that side trip. Okay, go ahead, so, Bob. Anyway, the PC system on the old Mercury Montclair was a coffee can under a road draft tube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, today's crankcase ventilation system uh, now has to work properly or you're going to create, you know, a compression ins- or pressure inside the engine is going to pop its seals. Okay. So that needs to be working properly to, to work. Jeremy, I can tell you how to fix any oil leak you want. Oh, okay. Without fix without taking anything apart. Put direct vacuum to the intake. <laughs> you get you get you get another car next to it and you run uh, a vacuum line, a 3/8 vacuum line from the big port at the back of the intake manifold of this gas motor to the dipstick <laughs> tube of the other one. Okay, that's step 1. But you can't have any oil in the other one because you're going to suck all the oil out of it and put it in the first one. So you're going to just put a vacuum on the engine, and you've already taped over all the valve cover vents and the fillers. Okay. So now we're pulling a vacuum. Now you take a, 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 a three- or four-foot piece of three-eighths fuel line, and you stick it in your ear, and you start waving it around the corners of the intake manifold and the corners and the rear mains and all that kind of stuff. And once you hear the, the of the vacuum, then you clean it with brake clean, real good, and you wipe it all down and blow it dry, and then you just take a dab of silicone on your finger and <laughs> stick it in the hole and let, let the vacuum suck, it, suck in. it in, and you're done. I want to tell you, the first time we did that, it was on the f- corner of a 302 Ford on the front oil pan hoop around the front oh, end, yeah. okay? And I had told them, guys, this is what I heard, and you got to try it out. They use two full cock guns of, <laughs> of silicone. They pumped silicone in there until there was none. There wasn't any silicone at the Home Depot, and so we ended up pulling the pan off. And of course, as you can imagine, it was two giant glasses of silicone that hadn't sealed, hadn't done anything, and we never used that again. But the the idea of it sounded pretty pretty attractive. <laughs> I think we could have done it right if we could have, but I think. For whatever reason, that was too our first. Too big of a leak. Yeah. yeah, way too big of a leak. So I think that was somebody's on the phone. Gil, do you have somebody? Yes, we do. We have Sam. Sam, good morning. How can we help you? What have you got to contribute, buddy? Oh, uh, I don't know. I can't top any of that. But I do have <laughs> a 65 Chevy El Camino that I uh, want to know about the ACR. It came with factory air, mm-hmm. and I've replaced I put a new dryer, I put new condenser, and new compressor, new hoses. And that's as far as I've got. I just want to know, is there a diagnostic, or how would I go about getting this thing fixed where it would work? Is there a fee? Yeah. All right. um, Jeremy and I are going to talk about this. There's a good chance we didn't have the opportunity to measure the oil in any of those components. Well, I'm assuming you're going back to the factory R12 unit that uh, came in that vehicle? Is that 
Yeah, yeah that, that's well. That's the other thing. I I know that the R134 runs higher pressure, and I probably should go with the R12, but I know it's like eight dollars a gram or something. Yeah, <laughs> expensive. yeah you're right. Jeremy, what would you do if you, this was your '65 El Camino? What would you put 134, or would you put the uh, the 12 in it? Well, uh, yeah, I will say the 12 would be my preference, but you're right; it is harder to get, and uh, the 134 run it, it will work. The problem with the older cars, though, is they're set up a lot different. You know, I, I'm not sure if it, if this was all factory. And you might, you you guys, mm-hmm. Bob and Mark might know this, but th- th- was that a pressure ops, absolute operating system where they had uh, oh, the have POA, the POA valve? valves? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, those you can't, you can't get to work. I, I they have to be specially adapted to R one thirty four, a because they're set up for you know the different uh, yeah. temperature and pressure of the R twelve. So um, without some components being replaced, I don't know. That w- that would be kind of difficult and i know there is there is some some places that make those that you can yeah. you can adapt was the it over. condenser changed on this car yes it's a uh it was a new condenser now the okay. dryer i i've got a new dryer but i haven't put it on it's still mm-hmm. in the box and it's been two or three years old is that probably junk now because it's sucked up the humidity from ambient air or whatever right. well does it have the rubber plug still in the orifices of the uh, dryer yeah, so I haven't taken yeah, out that. Yeah, it should be okay. I'd, I'd, all three of us are shaking our head. We, yeah. we wouldn't, we wouldn't okay. mind putting that in. And okay. this still has the expansion valve on it? Yes, expansion okay. valve. And the inner fender on the right side where you can get to all that stuff is removed. So I never got put it back on there. Has it got the bulb that comes from the expansion valve that's wrapped in tar, which um, is part of the expansion valve? Yeah, the system is all together. I haven't taken any of that off or apart or nothing. Okay, okay. So, can he change this to an orifice system? Why can't he change this to an orifice system? Yeah, they yeah make he can. For that. Um, there's an eliminator kit that you have to put in to uh, to get rid of that pressure ops, absolute yeah. operating POA system, valve. POA, POA, POA valve. valve, and everything that goes through there. Um, well, let me ask you the question. Is this a car that's like a Supreme El Camino, then it's all factory, and it's it was the same way Grandpa had it, or has this been modified and it's got a fuel-injected motor in it? It's carbureted. It's, okay. yeah, is, is no it, do you want to keep it factory? Do you want to keep it original, or would you like to upgrade and update the air conditioning system? Well, I would, I would like to just keep it. Uh, as it is, I, I know you can buy a vintage air unit or something like that. that yeah. Well, I had a 69 El Camino uh, for many, many years. And I kept mine basically factory, but I did convert it to R134. But you can do that. They make a, a kit that will unbolt the expansion valve and uh, take off the POA valve, and you can set it on the shelf somewhere. Uh, and then change it over to an orifice tube. Uh, and it works very efficiently. It makes a very nice air conditioning that, system. There's no question that's what I would do. No matter what, that's yeah. where I'd do. Just hang on to the old parts if you want to. The, if it, Someday you want to go back to the original, but I wouldn't. Yeah. See, I, I okay. agree with Jeremy. The POA goes and the expansion valve goes, and then you use the orifice tube. You convert it to an orifice tube, and you're done. Right. Yeah. Okay. What, what would, uh, if I went someplace who could diagnose what I needed and... What would the diagnostic charge be? It's it's not really a diagnostic charge. It's it's really okay. It's really it's the cost to do the kit. 
So you bring it to us with the POA valve on it, and you bring it to us however it happens to be, and and then the kit is then used to update the thing. Well, if I understand it, right now he has everything working. It just doesn't cool. Right. Everything's functional. It just has no uh, Freon or refrigerant in it. So, yeah. That's kind of hard to bid. I'm, I'm thinking... Um, Bob, you've done you've yeah. done the uh, the exchange. What's what where from a unit that's well from what he's already got. Let's let's our program would be to start out by putting R134 in it. Okay. But um, do you know what kind of oil? When you say you changed out the compressor, did you change it recently? No, it's been. Um, oh, this is all original. Three or four years ago, it is an original style. The long. Right, eighty-six. But uh, we'll need to know what, uh, what kind of oil is in it, because um, you're going to have to change believe, out the oil to go to the one thirty-four. Yeah, I, I believe it's. I wanted to say it's the uh, PAG oil because I I think I wanted to go with one thirty-four, oh, okay. and I put that oil in it. So yeah, so if you got the PAG, uh, what is it, thirty-five? I think it's, yeah, PAG thirty-five is the for the system for that. Um, then I would start with just putting some Freon in it, and let's see what you got. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. If you've already got it that far, then let's just put Freon in it. Let's see what we can make out of that. Step two, though, is is convert it yeah. to the orifice tube and get rid of the POA. So that's the plan. There's no way that anybody can bid it because you'd have to kind of see it. If you wanted to drop by yeah. Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue in Indian School, then um, you can and talk to either Bob or Jeremy or Ellen. You're going to have to get past Ellen anyway because she's not going. She's at the front counter, and uh, so be really nice okay. to her because she's kind of mean. I am and she not. She uses bad words. I am not. And stuff like that. But um, she'll. Yeah. She'll, okay. And, and don't do it on Monday. Uh, I'm going to stick up for you now. <laughs> don't do it on Monday morning and Friday afternoons. All right. Because okay. those are okay. for obvious reasons. But yeah, Is I'm there... sure you can look at it. And, yeah. Whoever does it just really needs to start with. Putting Freon in, see if we got a compressor that's working, an expansion valve that's working, and okay, then they could okay. get that, it from that point. That, that part of it, uh, what cost? Uh, you're going to, I'm going to say, plan on somewhere in the $200 range. But you're bidding blind yeah. in, in well, your I mean, defense. this is just to fill it. I know, I know, but you're still bidding blind. Right. You, you, you yeah. don't have a, you don't even know if the threads on the fittings are, are yeah. good. I mean, just saying, it, it's better for you, um, Sam, to take the car there. And then it's easier okay. to tell you what it's going to cost to, to take the next step, I think, is yeah. the answer. Anyway, we got to go, Sam, but good luck to you. And, and uh, I'm envious of your 65 El Camino. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We have five lines open. Gil snoring in the background, and we'll be back in a minute. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. 
Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing, and when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? These are the people who are passionate about your success and will work 24-7 to deliver real customers to you and your business. Why would you trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Get nationwide experience, resources, and results. Learn more about Salem Surround at surroundphoenix.com. That's surroundphoenix.com. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Or D, just roll with it. Woo, Justin, look at us from here. Justin, Justin, OMG. He just looked, I love you, Justin. I love you. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, Bob and Ellen from Larry Harker's Auto's here. Jeremy's here. He's one of the techs and, and the big dog in the shop. And um, and somehow he's related to Bob and Ellen, and I'm not quite sure how. But he is a good guy, and he does know his stuff. And um, I'm real proud of him because he represents the younger generation, but a step below Bob and I. And, uh, and he probably has a better handle on some of the electronics and the vacuum controls and stuff like that than we have because we were brought up on... Um, 302 and 289s and 327s and 283s <laughs> that, that really did everything by gosh and by golly. Auto Dynamics is Sun City's largest and most trusted facility, and it's family-owned and operated, and I've known Chuck Nyday since 1968. His son, Derek, is at the Auto Dynamics. They're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. They're a good shop. You'll be treated fairly, and I promise that, just as I do all the shops that I have. It's the only shop in Sun City that I can really send you to because I know the family, and I know that they're going to take care of you and not take a lot of money out of your wallet. Okay, did we do Bill already? I think that was the, um, oh, yeah, Bill called back. Bill, how can I help you? Yeah, I'm still on my flip phone. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> I have another question. I did check that I have 17-inch tires. I don't think the truck was lifted. It, it's just slightly higher than my O2 was, but not much. And I had a question. Of, I was thinking about getting some bigger tires because these do kind of look small, people Ask me why you got such small tires. Does it have any effect when you get bigger tires on anything, like power or? Yeah, yeah. There's there's going to be an effect, but I mean, it just depends. The question is how big. So, um, I ten percent. Are we talking 
power or what? Well, no. You have to tell us how big first, and then we can answer your question. Yeah, it will. It will make a change, but how much? Yeah, of if a you're change? just going from 17 to 18, you're not. Yeah, that's about no that big deal. Difference. But if you go from a diameter of 22 inches to a diameter of 41 inches, you're you're going to have a little problem. I mean, it's it's. Oh, I it's, have no it, interest in huge tires. I just just want something maybe a little bigger. Uh, does it does it give you any better mileage or anything like that or? Well, if you don't calibrate for the newer tires, you're going to get better <laughs> fuel economy. It's not going to well, be a real like number. I'm, well, I'm already 10 miles over what I'm supposed to be on now. Now, So would that would that catch me up maybe? Or? Well, Bill, but we got to go back to the beginning of this story. We've got your scientific test between your wife's car and your truck is just right. not going to – I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to figure that out because um, well, no. it – it, it, I, I, like I said before, we need to figure out your truck. Forget your wife's car, figure out your truck, and then whatever we use to figure out your truck, we can do right. with your car, your wife's car. But it, it, it's you, you can't answer the questions because we need to look at the truck, and then we need to see what will fit without rubbing. And we also need to see if we have enough parameter space in the ABS module to change the value of the tire. So if you get a tire and it's and I'm giving it a 30 number, if you get a tire with a 30 number and the parameter says no, you I won't let you go past 26, then we're not going to be able to adjust your speedometer. So right. the, the the you know if if uh, take it over to Jeremy, you can look at it and you can determine um, uh, how much higher, how much wider, how much deeper he can go. But keep in mind too that if you start changing sizes, you're changing wheels, and it's not uncommon for a set of tires and wheels to cost a thousand bucks. Oh yeah, I understand. I, just, yeah. I pull a lot of trailers, so okay. uh, I, I'm there as well. So. Okay. Uh, I think I'd stick if you're going to be pulling a lot of trailers. Do the tra- trailers have one axle, two axles, or three axles? I got twos and threes, so. Okay. Uh, I, I'd probably stick pretty close to stock and the stock programming of the computer and the stock programming of the fuel delivery and timing. I think with the. Your, and you had a Duramax, right? Right. Yeah. I think the Duramax will be fine if you just leave it alone and leave it the way it is. Yes, we can make it a romping, stomping desert running kind of powerhouse but you could spend um five thousand dollars doing that and at the end of the day you're probably going to have to put up with your wife saying it wasn't worth it well i have no interest in that i just uh yeah. well, if you get the bigger I tires i want to get the speedometer where it's right so if you get I'll bigger tires it should shop. I, it, 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 we can't do anything to guide you, Bill, until right. we find out okay, about I'll, the speedometer I'll issue. Just take it, uh, I'll just take it down to 38th Avenue yeah. and we'll go from there. Yep, that's, okay. let's do that first. Okay, thank you, thank you, Bill. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Speaking of diesel, Strictly Diesels is up the road. He's at I-17 and um, Pinnacle Peak, and, and Nate is a guy that the Chevy, the Dodge, and the Ford are in his wheelhouses. He knows those vehicles. He's really pretty good as long as you're going to tell him the truth. He said the other day that somebody had called him and asked him some questions because I say that he can usually get close with a guess. And he said, Mark, three of the questions he answered wrong. So I said, how's your fuel economy? He says, oh, great. Well, it wasn't great. (laughs) So he says, I kind of went in a different direction. But he said, it really depends on just what I'm looking for. But Nate's really good. So if you have a Chevy, a Ford, or a Dodge, and you've got a problem, and you're one of the people that said nobody can fix it, then Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a place that I'd probably take it to and see what he's got. Are you doing lots of diesels, Jeremy? Uh, We do 
some, but we're, we're I wouldn't not say heavy, a lot. Yeah. Heavy diesel. Okay. Are you, you're doing maintenance and service on them, but you're not doing revamps and re redos. Well, like right now, he's doing injectors on one. Okay. But yeah. we, we get into it, but we don't get into excessive amount. Okay. Those, okay. Yeah, we don't. We're not replacing you know major like engine engine assemblies and stuff like that and diesels, yeah. but we do a fair amount of maintenance and a lot of diagnostic and on diagnostic issues yeah and and the eco diesel although it's a good vehicle i they we're, we're doing a lot of work to those and and we're we're doing lots of carbon work and we're doing lots of egr cooler work and we're and the ford six liters are still a, a gold mine for car repair shops the uh the six seven ford the six seven dodge and that six six v8 uh, gm they're all pretty good vehicles yeah. how about um, that uh, ford eco that the uh, water pump what was that one? Oh. Where the water pumps inside the engine. Yeah. So the water pump starts leaking, dumps the water into the oh, oil. Oh, the timing chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You, you go to the guy and say, "Well, you got a water pump leaking, and it's going to cost you three thousand dollars to change it." And it's inside the motor, and there's a whole big way in there and yeah. a whole big way oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the good news, though: you're going to have new fan belts, and you're going to have new oil, <laughs> new coolant, and a new well, water pump. I'd like to catch the engineer that kind of did that one. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> it was probably a woman, and she can whip both of us. So just <laughs> knock it off, okay? Here you go, threatening the women again. Uh. Doggone it, Bob! You just get us in trouble. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine. 60 if you have a car question we'll do our best to answer it but it's kind of a give and take i have this year making model of car and here's the problem i've got and and then we're going to say has anyone looked at it and you say yeah what did they say what did they bid and did they say that they recognized that you had symptoms and they're going to fix those symptoms? Because the fear is, is you spend hundreds, if not $1,000 to fix a symptom and the symptom doesn't get fixed, but he swears that he fixed what you pointed to it, what you pointed you wanted fixed. That's the problem. So the communication is, the responsibility is 50% the shop and 50% the driver of the car. And I say driver as opposed to owner because oftentimes we're dealing with you know, a sibling or a wife or a husband of a of a of a particular vehicle. So those are the kinds of things that we can help you with. And if you have an argument between you and your husband about which oil to put in it or how on to change the oil, or maybe whether you should use your air conditioning in normal or recirculatory, we can answer that. Jeremy and I and Bob are really, really good at handling those kinds of dispute between married women and men. And we always side with the guy anyway. Hey wait a minute. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
Listening to 960 The Patriot online doesn't mean you have to sit at your desk. If you're on the run, doing housework, or on your drive home, 960 The Patriot is at your fingertips wherever you are or whatever you're doing with the Patriot app. The Patriot stream is now sponsored by Guns Etc., an A-plus company working together to bring you an A-plus listening experience. Download the app today at your app store. It's the best way to listen to your favorite shows no matter where you are. Brought to you by Guns Etc. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. America's wounded warriors are coming home. After serving on foreign shores, these brave men and women are returning to their families and communities. Many have wounds you can see, and many have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Now that these warriors are back home, they are ready to enter the civilian workforce. To help, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program, a career counseling service that helps warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These extraordinary men and women bring proven world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork to the job. And to ensure the right warrior finds the right job, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right match. When you hire a wounded warrior, you hire an intelligent, talented, and committed new employee. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. I'm making beef sliders for my friend Sammy. Nana taught me to always pull meat off the grill early so it's extra juicy. Use a food thermometer to ensure ground beef is 160 degrees, or you could make people really sick. Sandy didn't think twice about the slider she ate until yoga class, when a nasty case of food poisoning turned her downward-facing dog into upward-moving lunch. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov and learn the steps Maria unwittingly leaves out. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels, the end result of the dream of Henry Ford. Well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, and write down 1610. I did already that. Anyway, we're talking about cars and trucks, and we've got people on the lines, and so we're going to take them, and we're going to start off with Olivia. Lady first. Olivia, how can we help you? Hi. Thank you for taking my call, and I've been listening to you while I was on the road, and I had to pull over so I could make the call. Okay. So, um, I know this is going to sound terrible, but a couple, uh, two, three weeks ago, um, we had to take our van in. We have a town and country Chrysler van okay. that has 213,358 miles. Okay. So, um, and, and I didn't know, but when I took it into emissions, because we had to get our tags, um, 
the engine light was on, but it always came on once in a while, and then it'd disappear, and then it'd come on, and then it'd disappear. But we weren't having any, like, issues with, you know, the engine or anything. So I went to take it emission tested, and the guy said, oh, we can't even do the emissions if the light is on. So now I have to figure out what to do, you know, to get the light, whatever, to check out the diagnose the light. Anyway, long story short, I went to AutoZone right after I left the emissions because I know they have that little free diagnostic thing. And, uh, and the guy said it's, a, it's either an oxygen something or the catalytic converter. And um, I asked him if he could recommend a, a mechanic, and he says there's a mobile mechanic that they recommend. And I called this kid, and he's very, very knowledgeable. And he came to our place of business, um, and he said, "What ha- he says? I don't know who did um, your last, you know, your tune-up. You know, who put your spark plugs in? But whoever did, they cracked your intake manifold." Okay. And um, and I'm like, "Wow, that's weird." Because not even a month ago, we took it to the dealership, and it gave it a. That's what they did. They gave it a full tune-up and spark plugs and everything and uh, he said well if i were you i'd take it back to them because they they tightened the spark plug so tight that he thinks that they cracked this intake manifold and i have no this is all chinese to me okay so you're so in we trouble take it back to the dealership and they won't you know they won't take responsibility they said it was probably there um okay. already and the guy told me to tell them well, if it was there already, don't you think you would have told us that the crack was there and you would have had the opportunity to fix it? You okay. know? Okay. So well, there's nothing that can... There, you, there's way too many people involved in this, and you are, you're not going to get any... I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I wish I could tell you different, but you are not going to get anywhere by saying that the mobile mechanic said you did this or the guy at the, the little fuzzy-chested, wet-behind-the-ears kid at the auto parts store is telling you this. Neither one of those guys knows half of what they should. They're really good at pointing fingers at everybody else, and real big boys and real men in our industry, we don't do that kind of stuff. The first thing you got to do is get it fixed. Once you get it fixed and you get it through emissions, then you can hash out all the rest of the stuff. But you're not going to get the dealership or an independent repair shop or a chain store to dance to the music of somebody they've never met before who's pointing their fingers at them. So, and then the question is, is if you had the code and if you had some emission readings, we'd be able to tell you whether a cracked intake manifold would even cause the problem your dis- that the code is because it's entirely possible that it, because the manifold's cracked, w- that's okay, but that has nothing to do with the fact that the fuel pressure regulator is bleeding raw fuel into the engine and it's running rich. So the cracks aren't going to fix your... It's possible the cracks aren't going to fix your code and they're not going to fix your emissions failure. It's possible. So you just have to get somebody to fix it. Then you can sort out all the rest of this stuff. How long ago did the dealer touch your car? About a month ago, about a month to maybe five weeks ago. Did the light come on afterwards? Yes. Why didn't you take it back then? Um, I didn't even think about it because 
the light randomly comes on off and on for months. Has, has it that, done that before the dealer worked on it and after the dealer worked on it? It's the first time we had a dealer work on it. We normally take it to a mechanic. No, but my question it. was, Did oh. you said that the light would come on intermittently, sometimes come on and go off. You uh-huh. said you had it at the dealer a month ago, but then you just said the light's been coming on and off for two or three months, which overlaps the dealer. Correct. I'm not. I'm not sticking up for him. Don't misunderstand. I'm just. I'm. Oh. I'm saying to you, you're in a box that you're not going to crawl out of. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it, it's an unfortunate situation, and it's nothing that I can control. And and I would think that what would be the worst thing you could do is is take it to a shop and say, hop on your white horse and go slay my dragons, because most of us old gray-haired <laughs> guys don't want nothing to do with that. So the, the real issue is you need to get it fixed. That's it. And, and what they're telling you at the emissions is is you can't just keep clearing the code because there's a memory in there and there's a process. And we know that you just cleared the codes two and a half hours ago before you drove into the station. So we have to have this new reset. And in and, and just plain language, you have to have the check engine light off for a week or more before you go back to emissions because they can tell that that check engine light was on day before yesterday. What year was her vehicle again? Was a town and country it's van? What? 2012. Okay. Oh, okay. So it, I, my, my advice to you is, is you can, I, I don't want you to change your, 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 the idea that, um, I just want to tell you, you're going to chase your tail, just get it fixed. Just get right. it fixed, get it through emissions, and then you can decide what's going to happen there. You want to come in about the cracked manifold? Do you have any idea what that uh, is well, all about? I can tell you that the spark plugs, don't screw into the intake manifold so i I, you know it's hard to say anything that can happen i mean before but if you did have the check engine light coming on and off at one point before they did it um it's quite possible you had an issue whether it's the intake manifold or not that needed to be addressed but once if we found out that we had a lean code and we had a lean history then the manifold might likely be the cause of that Right, right, right. But by the same token, if we have a rich condition, the manifold's not part of that. Right. So you have, and you know, maybe you have an O2 sensor code uh-huh. as as well. That uh, you know, that's some of the things that have to be tested individually. You can't really. There's there's only so much you can guess at when it comes to uh, a check engine light. You have a, a system that you're going to have to kind of adhere to some processes before you isolate it down. Bob, you got a guy that's applying for a job. He's been a mobile mechanic and he's just told somebody that, that they, the spark plug, they screwed up the spark plugs in the intake manifold of this plastic intake. Are you going to hire him? Uh, not really. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the way I feel too. If those guys were good, they'd be making $50,000 a year at my facility instead of driving around telling everybody how good they really are. The fact of the matter is, is just like anything else, I don't think you're going to get a brain surgeon down at the local swap swap meet, uh, anybody right. that's worth a darn. So, Olivia, I, I just think you just need to set your head. If you want a good list of good shops, go to MarkSalem.com, and there's a list. What part of town do you live in, real quick? Uh, we live in North Phoenix, but our business is in Scottsdale, so it's kind of... Okay. okay, well, tell me, major cross streets in North Phoenix, where are you at? Seventh uh, Street and Greenway. Okay, well then Blackwell's at Fortieth and Greenway. And what about your? And then the, give me the other location. You said your business was somewhere else. Scottsdale and Lincoln. Okay, and then uh, you could go to Bridwell Automotive. Is at Scottsdale and Lincoln? It's that gas station there. I've known those oh, boys Bridwell, since they yeah. were. Oh, Bridwell, yeah. Yeah, take it over to Bridwell and tell him to bill Mark Salem for your bill. 
They won't, but of course, it, it, but but it, sounded good. Uh, Bill Bridwell and I go back forty years. I've known Bill Bridwell for forty years. As a matter of fact, I have his wife's horse right now with me. So no, if you're Scott Dillon Lincoln, take it over to the Bridwell boys. Just tell him Mark Salem says there's not a prayer in hell you're going to be able to fix this, and call him and he'll help you. And that'll like waving the red flag in front of the bull. I'll tell you, <laughs> Olivia, I got to run. We'll be back in just a minute. Distracted driving is dangerous, Arizona. When you pick up your phone to send a text message, you're putting lives at risk. When you pick up your phone to take a call, you're putting lives at risk. When you pick up your phone to check an email, you're putting lives at risk. And now, when you pick up your phone while driving, it's also against the law in Arizona. Don't get a ticket. Don't pick up your phone. Sponsored by Arizona Chapter National Safety Council and Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. They knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Brace socialism, they think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this, you can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety. Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never about what was best for the American people, never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics. Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw. Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you. Okay. Mark Salem along here with the Harker's crew. We have Ellen, who's the boss, the real boss. <laughs> and no matter what Jeremy or Bob says, she is the boss. <laughs> Bob works for Ellen. Jeremy works for Ellen. But there are the, the, the three good people at 38th Avenue and Indian School that are good. Now, another place is Thompson's Auto Repair in Mesa since 1970. Brian and Thelma, both of their families come from the gas station business. Remember those day, Bob? Oh, yes. <laughs> and when it comes to, to to Mesa, it's the only shop in Mesa I can represent. I can send you to um, is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, and it's on Main Street just east of Stapley. Let's go to the phones, and we're going to go to Tony and then John, and can you stay there? But Tony, you're first. How can I help you? Hey there, Mark. Hello. Uh, always love the show and all of the advice you give to everybody, no matter what. <laughs> Whether uh, it's good, useful or not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. I, I used to work next to you know, your guest there when it was Copenhagen Imports, that mm. warehouse. I know, Copenhagen, right yeah, there. right across the street. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, but, you know, I also have to give credit to Gil. He's the best of the best running the board for anybody, no matter who they are. I, I think you're right. Uh, I agree with you. And yeah. Gil is the guy uh, that's behind us at the studio. See, we're remote. So we're in a right. studio right now in Tempe, or, or we could be in Payson, but Gil's the one that makes Mark hit all of his marks, and he always takes care of all Mark's sound levels, and he always covers up all the bad words. So you're <laughs> right, Gil is a very asset, a big asset to my uh, success. 100%. Yes. Uh, I have to bring up uh, 
you know, a fact, you know, you're the oil technician, the, you know, the man who knows everything about oil because, you know, you've gone through the gambit. You know, you, you've gone through the gauntlet. Okay. And you okay. know all about oil. Okay. Uh, that's what they tell me. Uh, yeah. Well, it's right, rightfully so. Uh, I've got a 1997 Ford Explorer. Okay. With the 4.0 liter single overhead cam. Okay. You know, it's, it's relatively low mileage. You know, it's like 160, 170,000 miles. It's been babied for a long, long time. Okay. You know, and uh, when the oil change occurs, we put full synthetic in it. Okay. And then I take this and I drive it 100 miles up towards Rock Springs Cafe. Okay. Sit down, have breakfast, whatever, and then come back and let it cool. I take the filter off. And okay. put a new filter on. Okay. With another quart of full synthetic oil. Okay. You know the the five thirty ten right. and thirty because okay. that's all I can get. Okay. Well, we we got to bring it to residual, a close here pretty quick. Residual debris. There's okay. residual debris in okay. the oil filter. Okay. 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 So where are we at? What's the question? The question is, why should I not do this? You know because. After I can tell you I why you shouldn't this. do it is because you're wasting a heck of a lot of time. You're wasting the filter and you're wasting oil. I can tell you that. Why don't you do this? Why don't you, when you put fresh oil in it, take the filter off after you started the motor and filled it with oil and weigh it. And then do your jaunt for 100 miles and then take the filter off and weigh it again. <laughs> and it won't weigh an iota more or less. The filter is going to catch all the trash and we have done filter examinations uh, by the hundreds, and I don't think in I don't think in the last thirty years I have found a filter that was plug solid. No, I've I've not seen a set sign of that. And I've we've had s- customers that tried to plug them up. Yeah, going two hundred thousand miles. Yeah, mean, uh, twenty thousand miles on an oil change, but, but I've never seen it. I, and and I haven't either. Uh, I mean, in the old days when we used to see it plug up is when we had a coolant leak and we started getting that jello inside yeah. the engine and it would plug up the oil. But I, if that makes you feel good and it makes you think that your motor is going to love you by giving it a, a bath at 100,000 miles with a new filter and a quart of oil, then go ahead and do it. But but if if um, it's not something I would suggest that anybody else do because I think really and truly a fresh five quarts of oil and a filter is all you really need is, is he cutting the filter open and saying that there's debris after a hundred hundred miles is that i don't know but correct because uh I, I don't see how you would know in a hundred miles what you i mean I, I guess if he was doing that and saying okay i'm getting debris uh you're still not going to have enough to where it would improve that that's getting debris time by he does it changing. after 100 miles he's got problems that it, engine shot it is <laughs> and not only that that oil pressure would plug up with any kind of debris the oil pressure switch is going to plug up it's going to turn the light on we're going to have all kinds of other things going on here if we have any kind yeah. of degree but I'm, I'm i'm sorry tony that's we none of us agree that that's something that we would tell our customers to do or that we would do ourselves but again it's your vehicle, yeah. and if that makes you happy, then then go ahead. John, we're, we're going to go to you. And, John, how can we help you this morning? I just uh, appreciate your show. I just wanted to call and say, hey, I've got a lot of that dichloromonochloromethane, which is the Freon 12. If uh, you know somebody needs some, I happen to have some. 
are they in in twelve ounce cans, ten ounce cans, sixteen ounce cans? I have uh, I have the small cans, uh, whatever twelve, fourteen ounce. Right. I also have a, a jug. I think it's probably twenty pounds. Okay, and 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 it says twelve on it, and yeah, it's, it's not recycled, right? It's virgin. No, it is. It is virgin. Okay, hold on just a minute, Bill Bob. How much you want to uh, offer this? Um, <laughs> I in all parts, I don't use it. Okay, I don't do it. Okay, I'll make an offer, but I don't know the answer right now because I need I don't have access to my inventory in my parts department right now. But I'd like you to send me an email, mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com, and I will give you a price on what we paid last time for a some version 12. There are some vintage guys that want version 12. They don't want to be upgraded to the 134 or to the new 123, which is now $127 a gram. (laughs) A gram. And there's 128 grams to an ounce. So all of a sudden we're in the big dog thing here. So the answer is is I'd be interested. And And I'll tell you what, if you give me a really good deal, then I'll use this. And I'll give it away to some of the old folks in our retirement neighborhoods that have still 12 cars that maybe I can give them a heck of a deal on some 12, um, and I'll pass on the good the good, uh, good luck. So anyway, um, John Mark at MarkSalem.com, and um, I'll answer you within 24 hours as soon as I talk to Jeff, my parts manager. And it depends on how much 12 I've got in inventory now. So, But thank you sounds, for that. Sounds great. I just, just have some... And- uh, I was the youngest journeyman in Arizona in 1964, so I got some left, and I'm like, "Hey, it's uh, it's original stuff," and I'm not, I don't have anything that would go in at this point. So, and I'll tell you what, I'll do something better for you too. If you want to buy this Freon, then you email me an address, and what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to figure out how much um, uh, Bill's got or uh, John's got. And then we'll figure that out, and then we'll have a little bidding war. And if those of you with vintage cars that want virgin, brand-new 12, then I'll middle the deal, and I won't make a dime on it. How's that, John? Hey, that'd be great. Okay, good enough. All righty, Ken, you're up next. How can you? How can I help you, Ken? Yes, I've got uh, two cars, two questions. Okay. Uh, the first one is a Chevy Express fan, 2002 5.7-liter engine. Uh, V8, half ton. Okay. From zero to 40, it runs fantastic. When I get on the expressway and start to push it, uh, it it's like a hesitation or a miss, it's, and it only happens within seconds, and then it straightens out after 60, 65 miles an hour. It doesn't idle good either. I just don't know where to look next. You have a check engine light on with that? No. I'll check engine light. Let, let me give it to you. Let me try this. And you can chime in, Bob and, and Jeremy. On a 1 to 10 scale, what is this? I, I would say it's a misfire. Okay, no. On a 1 to 10 scale, give me the number on the difficulty of tracking this down. Oh, boy. Oh, 10? <laughs> I guess it depends. All right, I'm turning his mic off, okay? <laughs> this is a 3 or a 4. It, if he can duplicate it. 
you every can, time. Yeah, you can sure. drive it, and you you know what a misfire is, uh, on, on, and you know a starvation, a fuel starvation problem. You know you, there's going to be it's going to be a, a smooth and quick transition to at least get on the right track. Fuel, air, timing, knock sensors, O2 sensors, plugged exhaust, but all does that it other just kind of stuff. Do it for a second, and then it doesn't do it again. I don't know. That's a good question. Go ahead, Ken. Uh, what did he ask? I didn't well, get that. When it does it, you say you take it up to a certain speed, and that's when it does it. Does it just do it once, and then it's over? No, it does it a, a few times, three or four times. It's only within seconds, and uh, once it hits 65, it's all right. Now, if I try to push it to 75 once in a while, I'll get that hesitation, but then can, it straightens out. The car runs fantastic. Can you the figure out how to make it happen all the time? Can you do that? Yeah, most okay. of the time I can do that. All right. What then part of town do you live in? I'm at uh, 78th and uh, Union Hills. 78th Avenue? Yes, yes. Okay. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, Action Auto Repair or Kurtz would be a good good one. Here's, you, if you could make it happen and you're not going to take my technician for a, an hour and a half ride, while you try to make it happen to show him because that's not going to work for us shop owners but if you can make it happen then i would schedule an appointment with the shop of your choice and say to them i'd like to take your technician i promise not to have him for more than 15 or 20 minutes and i can teach him how to make it happen i can teach him how to drive it and make it happen and that'll save you a lot of diagnostic money if you can do something Plus like that. Plus, we have the dyno. Yeah. We have the dyno. Okay. Yeah. So if you wanted to go over to Harker's, they have a dynamometer. And if you can take Jeremy or Bob out and show them how to do it, then they can probably strap it on the dyno and duplicate it on the dyno. Right, right. And that's only $722. Is that what that is? A minute. A minute? Okay. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, for that kind of a diagnosis, it's going to take at least an hour's worth of shop time. I would imagine. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna you're gonna be in the hundred to hundred and twenty five dollar range to to strap it to the dyno to go drive it first, put it on the dyno, and then hook up all the equipment and do all that other kind of stuff. So you're gonna that's long. Now there's a small possibility this is something that you, it costs you a bunch of money to find it and ten cents to fix it, a broken vacuum line or a bad connection or something like that. But don't count count on that, Ken. So Harker's okay. Auto is the place that I probably think that you should try because they're raising their hand and they say we, they, they're pretty sure they can help you. Okay? Okay. Where are they located? 38th Avenue in Indian School. 3845 okay. West Indian School. Yes. Okay. And you're going to have to deal uh, with that woman that just talked to you. Her name is Ellen. She's she's the guard of the gate. Hey, I'm the friendliest okay. one there. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. I'll set up an appointment with them. Uh, okay. The second car is a 2003 Acura RSX. It's kind of a young man's car. It's got okay. stick shift. I inherited it from a, a 89-year-old woman who was okay. driving it all the time. All right, we're one and minute away had, from the end of the show, so hurry up. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I was just looking for somebody who works on Hondas. It needs a compressor, air conditioning, and okay. I think it's going to need clutches and uh, pressure plate and Okay, um, I want to tell you something. Us gray-haired guys and us ASE Master Techs, we don't care if it's a Honda or a Toyota or if it's a Chevy or a Ford or, or whatever. We, we work on, they all have spark plugs. They all have fuel delivery systems. So you don't need a Honda-only guy to work on your car. So this is, you might bring the first one down to Harker's and have them look at it 
and see how they do. And if they like, if you like their service, then you can bring your Honda in and ask them for estimates on specific stuff. But I don't feel like I'm doing you a good job by sending you to a Honda only shop when I know doggone well all of us guys that are master techs, we don't we don't care when we lift up the hood. If it's a if it's a car we've never seen before, we might change our mind. But anyway, thank you guys for spending your Saturday with me, Larry Harker's 38th Avenue in Indian School.